Welcome to Revive Her, a transformative space where we break down walls to unearth the incredible power that lies within every woman. We're your hosts, Haley and Noel. Dive into candid conversations about entrepreneurship, faith, and relationships, and the journeys that define us. Whether you're a woman who's walking the path of self-discovery or someone who desperately needs to feel understood, Revive Her is your safe space to learn, heal, and grow. Are you ready? Hey everyone, first we want to thank you for listening to episode number one. We are so grateful for each of you for being here, for listening with us. And so today we are going to dive deep into the superwoman complex. So Haley, what is the superwoman complex? This is the pull a lot of women feel to crush it in every role they take on, whether it's boss, mom, wife, friend. But this is this drive often backfires, which leads to psychological stress and like a lot of guilt trips when it comes to family and friends. It's like society's handed us this script that we've got to do it all and make it look easy. Hence the superwoman. Right. Yeah. And I know that if you are a woman listening to this, you at one point in your life or currently have tried to do it all and feel like you have that superwoman complex. So what is the opposite of a superwoman complex? How do we get out of that complex and be be the opposite of a superwoman? So for me, I feel like the opposite is definitely the Proverbs 31 woman. And I know when a lot of people think of the Proverbs 31 woman, they think of she is clothed in strength and dignity. She laughs without the mm-hmm. year of the future, right? But she is so much more than that. She is a woman of devotion. She is a woman that cares for her home and that cares for her husband. She works with willing hands. Um, it says that she's up before the sun getting spiritual food for her family. She does so much. And One thing that I love about the Proverbs 31 woman that I feel like aligns perfectly with this is that she doesn't fill her plate so full that she can't do her best with her current jobs. She makes really smart decisions when Mm -hmm. it comes to spending money, when it comes to investing and things like that. So I feel like that aligns perfectly with this superwoman complex. So Noelle, we, if, if anybody's familiar with you, They know that you have built this incredible empire under you. You have two kids. You have a husband who obsessively loves and adores you. And (laughs) you have all of this on your plate. So I feel like if anyone can understand what a superwoman complex is like, it's you. So can you tell me a little bit about a time that you've experienced this and kind of how you recognized it and what you decided to change? Absolutely. I feel like this is something I have struggled with for years in my career and being a new mom. And then I had two under two um, trying to juggle this empire, trying to work, trying to be in church leadership, trying to do all of these things. And eventually I burnt out. Mm -hmm. I hit a wall and I was like, questioning even my purpose. Like, what am I meant to do? Am I meant to do this? Am I meant to have an empire and a family? Am I meant to be a part of church leadership? And I started questioning everything. And so I feel like the reason why I got there is because I was doing that superwoman complex. Mm -hmm. I was putting everything first and I was putting my job first. I was putting all of these tasks first and I was raising a family as well, and I was giving everyone my best, 
but I was giving my family and my home the crumbs of what was left. And so when I hit that wall, I realized something has to change, you know, and I love that the Proverbs 31 woman, it says that she works with willing hands and she helps those in need. She's so much more than just this trendy scripture that we see all over social media because she doesn't gossip. She doesn't feel discontent. She doesn't have pity parties for herself. She basically gets up and gets it done for her family. And so whenever I started focusing on the problem, Mm -hmm. which is what we have to talk about is why is this a problem? Mm -hmm. And then I focused on, okay, now how can I overcome this? Like, what can I do to overcome it? That's how I saw myself shift from this superwoman complex into more of being that Proverbs 31 woman. I think it takes a lot of introspection too to realize that we are operating in the superwoman versus the Proverbs 31 because a lot of times we think what we're doing isn't wrong. Mm -hmm. For instance, going back where you said the pity parties and the gossip, I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, we have all had plenty of pity parties. We've all, all gossiped. And in the church world, sometimes that can look like, oh, Let's pray for her, bless her heart. And it's disguised as an excuse to talk about someone and their problems. You just say that you're praying over them or that you're talking about their well-being when it's just straight gossip. Absolutely. And so I think sometimes if you're in that faith Christian world, it's hard to recognize that you're gossiping because you're doing it under the guise that you're praying for someone. And again, I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we have found that we have done that or, or maybe we currently do that. And then I know admittedly I've had plenty, plenty of pity parties for myself. And it's like, okay, you can give yourself five seconds to cry and then you buck up and you get, you get stuff done. Yes. I've always heard that when you throw yourself a pity party, The only people that come are you and the devil. (laughs) And that is the truest thing ever because you have those pity parties. That's the only two people showing up for that party. So so why, why is this a problem? Like, why is it a problem to have the superwoman complex? Well, first I think it's a problem because the superwoman is definitely too busy to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. She is reaching for her phone first thing in the morning. She is getting straight to work. She is distracted. She is doing all of the things and spending time with God becomes a chore. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm glad you said the chore because I've personally experienced this. I'll get up and I'll do my work routine and I, I usually like work the whole day. And with what we do in like, like the copywriting agency, it takes a lot of mental power. It takes a lot out of you mentally because of the research portions, just all that goes into it. So if I don't start my day out with like reading or spending time with God, I'll leave it. If I, if I even do it, I leave it till the nighttime and I'm either falling asleep while I'm praying or I read my Bible just to check it off the list. And I couldn't tell you a thing that I read. It didn't minister to me. It wasn't some big revolutionary experience. It's I'm trying to get it done. Just say I did it. And it was, it was almost pointless because my heart wasn't in it. So I've, I've been there more times than I'd like to admit. And I think that's, not talked about enough in the church world is that sometimes it does feel like a chore and it's our own faults for being the superwoman and for doing too many things. But 
it's it's a real thing that sometimes like you don't want to read your Bible because it, it feels like a chore. Sometimes you don't want to pray because you just don't feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like even scripture tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. But it's like as soon as you wake up, you have all of these things on your mind, all of these things on your plate, like your to do list. What do I need to get done? And then we wonder why we're empty. We wonder mm-hmm. why we don't feel fulfilled. We wonder why we feel so down and depressed and mm-hmm. anxious. And it's a gateway. Mm-hmm. That is the gateway to feeling that way. So I feel like we just have to be more intentional with spending time with God and understanding that it's not about checking your Bible reading off the list. It's not about praying for 30 minutes. It's about, and I know me and Haley both do this, it's about taking those small pockets during the day. And if you have a free 30 minutes, turn on your praise and worship music. If you are going to go pick your kids up at school, turn on a message. Mm -hmm. I love to do that. Like turn on a um, a message from the week before at a church that Mm -hmm. I love. Take time, little pockets out of your day because God will meet you in your vehicle. If you are driving down the road, some of the most intense moments of worship I've ever had we're in my car Mm -hmm. driving down the road and we feel like that we have to time ourselves. We have to pray. We have to read and we do have to do those things, but we forget that he's waiting on us. Mm -hmm. He's just waiting on us to ask him like, here I am, I'm available and we need to use those pockets. I like that you said small pockets because I know that I've experienced growing up in church. Basically I was born on a pew. Um, (laughs) It, it feels like there's this pressure that, oh, if you don't spend seven hours a day reading your Bible or praying, or if you don't feel, spend a solid hour on your knees with Jesus, then it's not enough or you've not really spent time with him. And that's just not true. If you take five minutes of your time and you have a real raw conversation with God, you're going to get more out of that than a forced hour in prayer. Same with uh, listening to worship or journaling or meditating, whatever you do to spend time with God and and do that, it's the small pocket is what counts because you're going to put more energy into that little tiny pocket than what you have to give in an hour or whatever the time frame is. So I really like that. And that applies to not just like reading your Bible, praying, spending time with God, that applies to self-care, which I think is another thing that we need to focus on in order to overcome that superwoman complex. I can count way too many women who do not have enough self-care in their lives. Right. Yeah. And understanding that self-care is not this big extravagant thing. Sometimes it's just taking time to organize your pantry or taking time to clean your closet, taking time to just walk outside, sit on your front porch. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. a massage or a pedicure or a vacation somewhere tropical. Those things are great. We need those things. But it's just taking those, once again, small pockets of your day and devoting them to taking care of yourself. And that leads us to another problem is that the superwoman doesn't have anything left to give. She Mm -hmm. is running on fumes. She is running on, I always say like coffee and a prayer, but she has nothing left to give because she's giving all of herself to all of these things, trying to get things done. And I struggle with this myself that I feel like my worth is based on what I get accomplished in the day Mm -hmm. and that my success is based on what I get accomplished in a day. 
And it's just simply not true because if we don't have anything left to give, it takes us back to those crumbs that Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier. I love that you said that, that uh, what you get accomplished in a day, because something that you guys also need to understand is that we are handcrafted differently. And I know everyone here is like, oh, we're so unique, but Mm -hmm. like, it's just true. Personality traits are so different in each and every one of us. And whereas Noelle gauges her success of a day, um, she's more task driven. So if she's had a really task filled day, she's been productive and got a lot done. She feels successful. I'm actually the exact opposite. I'm very people driven. And if I could sit on my couch and do nothing the entire day, but if I've had a conversation <laughs> with someone and it's, it, I helped them or we just connected and had a big heart to heart or something like that. If I had a really good connection with someone during the day and I did nothing else, but sit on the couch, I'm like, man, I had a really good day. <laughs> I, was, I was successful yes. today. And it's because I am not task oriented. So You can't compare yourself to other people with your self-care or with what you're doing as a superwoman or as a Proverbs 31 woman. You have to look into your own life, your own routines, your own um, your own life as a woman. And I do want to make a point. uh, Slade Copyhouse recently had a client uh, licensed therapist. Her brand is called Nine to Kind, and she has this planner which is perfect for any woman experiencing the superwoman complex. And the nine to kind planner is it's for overthinkers, overdoers, perfectionists. And it teaches you exactly what we went over, how to, how to have boundaries with people, how to have self-care. And it goes through not so boring self-care and then boring self-care. So like you said earlier, sometimes self-care isn't a massage. It's going to the doctor. Sometimes Mm -hmm. self-care is folding the laundry so you have a nice, peaceful house to rest in for the evening. And sometimes it is the fun stuff. You go out and sit on the beach or you go for a walk or you go get a latte with a friend. So self-care looks different for every person and, and depending on what you have going on in your life. So how do we overcome being a superwoman and how do we morph into a Proverbs 31 woman? So first, I definitely feel like we have to be intentional with boundaries, boundaries in our business, boundaries in our families, boundaries in our life, boundaries everywhere, literally everywhere. And I was roasted on social media one time because I said that my peace comes from boundaries and people were like, it's definitely the church people that are uh-huh. like, no, your peace comes from Jesus. And it absolutely does. <laughs> but I also feel like that we have to have boundaries in order to help us in how we react and how we respond and how we process things, but for our peace as well. Yeah. If you guys listen to episode one, you heard a little bit of, of our stories and how we got to a place of like suicidal depression. And I got, I've been in therapy for about two years now. And it wasn't until I started unpacking all of the junk that I realized a lot, not all, but a lot of my problems came from a lack of boundaries in my life for myself, for people I was having interactions with work, like the every area of my life needed boundaries that were not there. And I found once I started implementing boundaries, everything got so much better. And I think it's important to note that setting boundaries is not easy. When you start setting boundaries, especially with people, most likely those people, the ones that you need to set boundaries with, are going to have a problem with it. You're going to feel the tension. The people who need the boundaries are the ones that are going to come against it most. And that's just part of it. So I don't want to tell you that setting boundaries is easy. 
but it is necessary and it will be a game changer. Yes, it's definitely necessary for growth as well that you set boundaries. And I'm talking about growth, like emotional growth, spiritual maturity, things like that. You Mm -hmm. need boundaries. But in addition to that, number two, I feel like you need realistic time management. And I think this is something I have personally struggled with. And I know probably everyone listening to this at some point, you have struggled with time management and how How do I do all the things? How am I a mom? How am I a wife? How am I a business owner? How do I work a nine to five? Like, how do I get everything done in a day? And it's setting realistic time management goals. Yeah. So Noelle, you have two kids, you run a business, you have all of the side things that going on, you're involved in church and your own ministry. So how have you set realistic time management in your life? Like give me, I know every day is probably different, but break down a day of what it looks like for you and your time management. Yeah, for sure. So now my kids are in school prior when I first stopped, like stopped working a traditional nine to five and decided to be an entrepreneur. I decided to just go for it. I had babies. So I really worked during nap time and while they were asleep, but now they're in school. So I can stick to a strict schedule and I get up, I get them to school. And as soon as I come home, I take that time and it's intentional. I do my devotion. I spend time with the Lord. I do a devotion online every morning. And so I do that. And then I will try and move my body in some way, exercise, (laughs) things like that. And then I work with intention. Mm -hmm. So I work until about 2.30 every day with intention. This is not on a social media scroll. Mm -hmm. Like this is not Netflix. And no, like I am at my desk or I am on the couch just really working with intention. That way, when I pick my kids up, I set that boundary Mm. of, okay, this is my family time. This is how I stay away from those crumbs, like giving Mm -hmm. my family the crumbs is I set that time. And I'm like, okay, this is time for me to cook for my family. This is time for homework, Mm -hmm. baths, things like that. Like I'm a mom and I want to be present for those things. So I work during the day. So I have that freedom. And then my phone goes on, do not disturb at nine (laughs) o'clock. And if you're my friend, you know, it's because I'm asleep. I usually am in bed by like eight 39, but I don't take calls and I don't take messages after nine o'clock. And that's for my mental health. I had to do that because I have not always done that. I have worked until 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and just exhausted running on fumes. Mm -hmm. And like I talked about earlier, that's how I got to that burnout was by working like that. So that's my day unless I'm traveling or, um, you know, out of town, things like that, but sticking to a strict schedule. And I like that you, you've checked all the boxes. Like you do a morning devotion, you spend time with the Lord of the morning, you get your kids off to school, then you have that time that they're at school to work. And then when they come home, then that's family time. And like you're accomplishing everything you need to do as a woman in your day because of that time management. And it might look different for you if you don't have kids, if you have eight kids, if you work at home or you go out to work, or you don't work at all. Like it's, it's going to be different for every woman, but you'll figure out what works for you. And that kind of brings us, I think, to a, another important point is in order to overcome being a superwoman, you have to have self-care, which we, we touched on earlier. Self-care is going to look different for every person, every woman, depending on your life. But you have to implement self-care, I think, personally, every single day. Yes, every day. And I think that's something as women, 
as moms, as wives, that's something that we neglect is ourselves because mm-hmm. we're caretakers and we're taking care of everyone else. So we neglect taking care of ourselves. And one thing I love about the Proverbs 31 woman is she's not praised because she's a good businesswoman. Yeah. She's not praised because she's a great homemaker. She's not praised because she gives. She's praised because she fears the Lord. Yeah. And she honors him with her whole life. Now, what does it look like to be a Proverbs 31 woman in this day and age, to be like the modern Proverbs 31 woman? What do you think that looks like? I think it's a woman that goes about her tasks eagerly with a willing spirit and does her her best. I think it's she sees purpose behind everything that she does, big or small. Uh, I know a lot of women who have had to quit their jobs to raise a baby and they feel so inadequate because they're not working a business for that moment in time. But that's her purpose right then and there. And your purpose might change in your journey, but I think she sees a purpose behind everything that she does. And she doesn't let complaining or laziness or doubt stop her. It's seeking wisdom. It's being honest, seeking the Lord and being faithful. So we want to invite you to revive your spirit by meditating on the verses of Proverbs chapter 31, specifically 10 through 31. You will find that it breaks down exactly what this Proverbs 31 woman is. And if you want to go deeper, download our free seven day guide to revive your spirit in the show notes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.